Hello and welcome to Gundam, I hardly know him, the book club style podcast where we tackle every Gundam series and movie in release order. I'm Michael Pippin and I'm joined by three guys who, when I introduce them, will do their impression of Amro as a Twitch streamer receiving a donation from Lala. We have Simon. Oh my god, a, a Lala, a Twitch donation. Um, I'm gonna kill this man in the game for you. We have Alex. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Oh, look at that. I got another, I got another description. Thank you so much. And this one's coming from, oh, Lala, Lala. I remember Lala. Thank you so much. I appreciate your support so much. Uh, Keep tuning in. We'll be here every Tuesday and Saturday, 6 to 8, streaming Minecraft. And we got (laughs) Christian. (laughs) Lala. You felt me thinking about you, didn't you? You were thinking about me, thinking about you, thinking about me, thinking about you. That's what was happening, right? Thank you, baby. I love you. Mwah. Wait, can can you do mine again? Yeah, go ahead. You gotta reintroduce me. No, no, no. This is staying in. If you want a second, if you want a second bite at the apple, people need to know. I think he was okay, thrown okay. in at cold. Least, at least, just at least. At least do a setup for me. Be like, and we have Simon, okay. so then I like know when to start talking. You know what all I'm right, saying? All right, all right, all um, right. Okay. I'm joined by Simon. Uh, <laughs> all right, go, go ahead, Simon. I don't know. <laughs> po- poggers. Poggers. Po- poggers. <laughs> Lala, this is poggers that you're in the stream. This Lala, I'm going to get a poggers kill for you right now. I'm so happy that you, I'm pogging out right now. <laughs> Welcome to Twitch. This is Poggers. All right, I'm so glad that we we did that again. <laughs> uh, I'm, I don't know if "glad" the word I would use, but it's. I have a feeling that we did that again. Yeah. Also, I like how Christian's the only one to acknowledge that Lala was a new type. Yeah. <laughs> Simon and I both treat Lala as just another person just giving us money. Yeah. XXX underscore Lala69 underscore XXX. Thank you so much for the seven bits. Yeah. Thank you so much for the dono. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't watch it as Twitch. Y'all watch a lot of. Or I gotta watch more Twitch. God, I don't watch a lot of Twitch, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that I threw uh, out that for a bunch of people who. None of us watch Twitch, but I just. <laughs> that was good, though. I felt like we did a good job. I feel yeah. like we still don't need to watch Twitch after that. Yeah. I feel like I saw. I like how you content. say Twitch like it's a series. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't watch Twitch. <laughs> it's all season of Twitch. two of Twitch? There's a new episode of Twitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like. I used to love season one of Twitch, it was so good. But season two is what? just. <laughs> Stop Dude, they, uh, got, they got uh, Rick, they got rid of Doctor Disrespect on season two. Of <laughs> so is this? A, I think this is a good time to announce my late night podcast called We Watch Every Episode of Twitch, Every Stream Twitch. <laughs> every made in the <laughs> that you know what that is like. I don't know. It is upsetting when you think about that. There's like infinite content being produced because, like, you know, right now there are you know hundreds of thousands of people streaming live on Twitch you know, right now, and yeah. you could never watch it all. Like, it's just infinite. Yeah. Like, the amount of stuff. It's too much. Yeah. The universe is expanding at an infinite rate mm-hmm. and occupies 
infinite area. Mm. Time is a flat zone. Interstellar. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, this is uh, season three, episode two, and we are going to talk about episodes 11 through 20 of Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta. Uh, Before we jump into the recap, I do want to introduce a new segment of the podcast. This is going to be called Where Are Are We with Simon. Where are we with Simon? I'm watching Gundam with my three best friends. (laughs) That's the theme song. In this segment, Simon is going to recap uh, where we are in the story so far. So, Simon, oh, tell shit. us, tell us what's going on in Double Zeta. Give us, give us, give okay. us a quick recap. Another, oh, I'm you... giving myself no time to think. I'm no, acting no, no. in real time. Yeah, this is. Okay. Uh, you, Simon didn't know this was happening, by the way. So, go. Oh, they started. Is, we great. start. We find our heroes on Earth. Probably they're all <laughs> in a big trash can, and they're raking through the trash, and they meet up with some baddies that have all the good trash and they steal the Gundam double Zeta. Um, and so judo is our main guy. He steals the, so it all kicks out when he steals the double Zeta. Um, and he kind of gets roped in a little reluctantly to the crew of the Argama, um, with some favorites like bright, and torres but there's not a whole lot of returning crew if i was there for a minute but she dipped um after she was shit on too many times um but we kind of we find ourselves now with so mashamar who was the villain for the first little bit um is no longer that was one of my I have a couple questions that I want to ask, clarifying questions. Same. Um, but I'll ask those in a little bit. Not really sure where Mashamar went, but at the beginning of this, Charis. Soon... Ding, 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 ding. Time's up. Simon, thank you so much for <laughs> where are we, Simon? So I also, I also, I also, I also, physical locations. <laughs> also, just didn't tell. No, no, no. I think it's location. Where are we in the story arc? Also, I didn't tell him that he gets only sixty seconds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you bested me again, Pippin. <laughs> but you, you did, I think it's my new favorite segment. You did beautifully. You did beautifully. <laughs> I did do a good I job. Think, like when it comes down to it, I did do a good job. Yeah, you did great. I think we can all agree. The only thing you did, I think, yeah. the only thing you got wrong is that they weren't on Earth ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't everywhere. Everywhere that has grass and trees is Earth in this, which is good like point. No, yeah. No, fair enough. It was a beautiful game, Michael, and I think you need to come up with several others to surprise and harass uh, the other members of the podcast each week, <laughs> including you, Christian. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. You shouldn't just like also, pick, pick on me. Pick on me. Pick on me. <laughs> also, when when am I allowed to do my? This is not okay with Alex because oh, I have a lot of things that aren't okay with me whenever. in these ten episodes. Do it whenever you. Want. Yeah, I mean, this is no one's holding this... you back. The segment, it's not, yeah, the segment, it's not okay with Alex. That can happen at any point. Okay, it's not okay with Alex. It's okay. It's not okay. It isn't? What's not okay with Alex in these 10 episodes is Bright Noah. Fuck Bright Noah. I got a lot of, Damn, a lot of bones to pick with him. Dog, he's, he's almost cheating on his wife. He blows up a colony. 
Like, whoa, 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 don't cheat on Mirai. Like I got. Can we attack or can we not attack? Okay, this we're we're in. This is a friendly space. We're not attacking yeah, yeah, each other. Yeah. Can we um we're, we're, dive we're, we're into each of those points? <laughs> can we dive into each of those points as they come up in the episode? Definitely. Because I have specific problems with each of those mm-hmm. individually for different Let's reasons. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. Uh, for some of those individually for different reasons. But yeah, I, 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 I want to get say, ahead of myself. I would say I, I, I got a load of myself saying he blew up a colony. I take that back. He did it. He blew up just just the bad part of it. He left the civilians alive. So, uh, 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 like he, he only scraped off the burnt part of the crust. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I, I got. I was I was a little frustrated with Bright at the point of that of, of this block. So like, everything he did was bad. You just but, you didn't have any uh, mercy on him. He's yeah. just ready to. We'll have exactly. a, an, an overarching. Brutal. We'll have an overarching. It's not okay with Alex now, and then we'll have many over a uh, little. It's not okay with Luke. Alex's as we go. I on. love that. Yeah. Okay. Also, uh-huh. something else that's not okay with Alex mm-hmm. is that. Uh, Let us have it. Do you know how old Judah is in this series? Oh, dude, this is a slippery slope yeah. in this series. Can we talk about how I don't know anyone's age? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about this. Judah is fourteen, and do you know how 14? old? Fourteen. Do you know how old Wu is? I don't know. Seventeen. Uh, Eighteen. Whoa. 18. That's some illegal shit going on there. I'm not okay with this I anymore. Don't, I, I was shipping them. I think you're the one. At, like, I don't think that they're a couple. I don't consider them a couple. No, oh, they, no they, absolutely. They, they didn't do anything. It's like a crush. Like, okay, Alex, were you not a 14 year old boy and having like a crush on someone who may not be like below no, the age no. of 18? No, Judah's totally fine to have a crush on her. It's yes. the crush that she has on him that I have a problem with. Yeah, and you guys I'm, sit here and tell me that she doesn't have a crush on him. I, my face. I've seen no evidence to okay. say that she has a crush on him. I disagree. I think definitely. I think it's clear that L does. L does um, major. But, oh, L absolutely does. Yeah. But like, it's cool with L because like she's she's one. Okay, L's low key L, my favorite take, character. L, L is low key my favorite character. L O key is the like I'm just one of the guys girl. Yeah, Am I wrong? Yeah, definitely. Am I she's wrong? The cool definitely. girl type. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. yeah. 100%. But that yeah, 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 like I hang out with guys because it's less drama type. Yeah, like like I need N- Netflix hoodie type. Mm-hmm. You know what no, I'm no, saying? No. Here's like, here's who she uh, is. Gonna... She's the girl who gets that might have been me. She's the girl who gets accused of that. She happens to just be really fucking cool, but she gets accused. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, yes, of the cool girl because everyone's sexist and doesn't want to yeah. let her shine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everybody Definitely. just exactly. needs to leave her the exactly. fuck alone. Alex, you're already you're st- you're starting quite a rustle. <laughs> I know, the, I know. I'm gonna say my, hardly know my, him right my off the feelings bat. about L is I still miss Sayla, but L is like if I'm not gonna get Sayla, I'm glad I have L. At yeah. least don't okay. yeah. Don't, don't you dare, don't you dare. I'm, I say them. I prefer Sayla. <laughs> Alex, you know how that makes Michael feel. You know <laughs> I, how that makes Michael feel. I know. I'm just where I is Sayla? Where is she? <laughs> Hashtag where Sayla. Hashtag where Sayla at me. I want to hear about you know everyone else's feelings. I'm here for it. Please let me know. Hashtag where Sayla. Um. Okay. I don't think I got any more like crazy hot takes off the top of my head. So. All right. Well. Yeah. We'll address. You've you've done enough. You've, yeah. you've done enough. <laughs> you've, you've, you've done your damage, sir. 
All right. I think uh I think it's it's good uh, opportunity to jump in to episode 11 and uh we'll we'll pepper in some more takes as we go. Um so uh as you know, as Simon stated uh in his segment where are we with Simon, um we have episode 11 activate double zeta. Uh in an attempt to reunite with Fa, Shinta and Kum release the Neo Zeon captive, who is able to escape the Argama by taking Eno hostage in the core fighter. They flee, flee the Argama with Judo and uh, Rue in pursuit. During the pursuit, the Zeta is met by Mashamar and his Hamahama, and newly introduced Chara Soon and her AMX are Jarja. Mashamar and Chara are able to defeat, defeat the Zeta and render it immobile by blowing off its head. Judo, with the help of Rue and Eno, are able to do a midair conversion and combine three core fighters into the Gundam Double Zeta. Okay. Judo is then able to use the Double Zeta to defeat Mashamar and uh, force him into a retreat. All right, uh, Alex, you have something to say. Go ahead. Yes. Saying a middle conversion did not do justice to what Double Zeta is. (laughs) Double Zeta is so fucking cool. Like, I'm just going to put that out there right now. It's so fucking cool. It was an arrow conversion. It was a fucking birth of a new mobile suit. And then follow-up question to that is where the fuck do the other two pilots go when the three core fighters become double Zeta? Into the butt. They're still That's what cockpits. I was thinking. And they, they, yeah, they did attack it. And they were like, the way that they handle it is, um, I remember Elle was in one of the core fighters, mm-hmm. as she frequently is during these midair conversions. And she was just commenting on how sick and nauseous she was, <laughs> which makes like perfect sense if you're like in the arm like, of like the data and you're getting like flung around. Like, yeah, also, that was... where are the three cockpits in double Zeta? Because I still have not been able to figure There's that out. One in the arm, it's on the leg, one in the midsection, and uh, one somewhere else. I can't remember where the other one is. Yeah. I think there's one on the leg. I think it's one on the leg, but so, it's really um, hard to tell. I think that they're not always left inside of them. I think that they can detach in like many core fighters as well. Um because they're okay. we have seen them in some of the future episodes that they are able to then like fly away in like little tiny, like very small um little okay. jets. So I don't think that they're always stuck in there, but I think that they can be. I don't it's a very confusing system and they don't it quite have it nailed make down. Make me feel better. It makes me feel better knowing that they're not always stuck in there because I was kind of freaking out. I'd be like, this sucks for everyone who's not yeah, Judah. Like, definitely. Yeah. Without thinking too deeply about where the cockpits are going, the animation of that sequence, Chef's Kiss. Oh my God, that was beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's some oh, of the best animation it's... in the franchise yet. Maybe that's I was a hot so take, stoked when that happened. But that was, that no. really stood out. No, no. It's it's great. I've been trying to I've been trying to like draw a lot of like mobile suits lately and just like do illustrations of mobile suits and have it like the fundamental understanding of how the like of how the animators like know how the mobile suit goes together and all the inner yeah. workings and all the hinges and where all the joints are Emotions. and where all of the negative space yeah. is and like yeah how like each restriction of each like like limb and everything is impeccable because you can't animate that stuff without knowing exactly how everything mm-hmm. works definitely so yeah the um i love it yeah i think yeah now if we have any other double zeta take it's a good time to kind of throw them out there, but I think the double Zeta is awesome. I think it's like I really like the Zeta Gundam. 
I think the Zeta is very cool. I think the double Zeta is just an improvement upon it. It's just like beefier and it has like it's just this bigger. Like sick double barrel gun on its arm. I just think it's a very yeah. cool. Oh my suit. gosh. And its sword is so like yeah. chaotic. Oh, dude. So much chaotic energy. Yeah, the sword is like massive. It's like so big. Yeah. Um what <laughs> it happened. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. But Weirdly, I did have a, I did have a couple questions. Okay, go ahead, Christian. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say double Zeta okay. reminds me a little bit of like LeBron James in that it just like just overpowers people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Every time double Zeta Definitely. gets out there, yeah, it just overpowers people. Yeah. Okay. Do you know when like LeBron James, you know when he was on the Cavs, how like when he went in for a dunk? like three much smaller gentlemen um <laughs> kind of like forced their way together to to do a slam dunk do you remember that and it was Every only time, when he was on the like, calves it was my favorite was on... part of the basketball game yeah it was my favorite part of when lebron james did the midair conversion during the fucking uh jump ball yeah. michael go ahead <laughs> you know uh, lebron james i i actually interviewed lebron james and he did not take it very well when, oh. I, when I asked him where the other cockpits went he was yeah. very upset oh, at me. he's gets very upset at, like yeah he does not I, like that other, um avenues very private person yeah. no he doesn't no. want he doesn't want to talk about the cockpits but... okay anyway a couple questions you don't ask another man about his cockpits <laughs> <laughs> um simon did you hate this episode uh I'm mainly thinking here about Shinta and Coom releasing a Neo Zeon prisoner, and I felt like that might have like really been a frustrating yeah, note have, to start on. Okay, and like I, I have this in my notes, and later when they were again put in charge of uh, Chara soon, like the I, at this point, it's like you can't blame the kids for being <laughs> stupid because they're kids. Like it is the lack of supervision. I think I, I've progressed past being upset with Shinta and Coom mm-hmm. because. At least they're predictable in how they act, which is, like, a fucking dipshit every single time. But, like, I don't know. If, like, it's, like, you are, they're just releasing two, like, toddlers into, or, they're not toddlers, they're, like, fucking eight or something. I think they're, I I think they're toddlers. But they're just, like, releasing them. Yeah, they're just releasing two toddlers into a prison. Yeah. Like, uh, effectively, like, where they prison keep guards. prisoners of Toddlers war. is prison um, guards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I didn't hate the episode mostly because uh, Chara soon, but mm-hmm. I'll I'll let Alex and Christian comment uh real quick. Yeah, go ahead, Alex. Um, strike one against Bright in these ten episodes is hey toddlers be in charge of the fucking prisoners. Yeah, it's wild. Well, like, dude. Yeah, Bright consistently uh conscripts toddlers into service. I mean, is this surprising <laughs> at all? I mean, <laughs> he loves the stuff. He loves the stuff. Yeah, man. it's not it's not that surprising. Loves... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he has a great point there. And then uh I have a question for everybody. Do you are you more annoyed by Bicha and Mondo or Shinta and Kum in Double Zeta? Which duo Ooh. annoys Ooh. you more? You know what, actually, Christian, I'm going to let you take this as the burning question of the week. So this is okay. Christian's burning question. An hand of mine in burning red. Its loud roar tells me to grasp victory. Erupting, burning. Question. Yeah. Burning question. Wow. Burning question. Ah, it's hot. It's hot. Oh, it Holy burns. shit. It's burning my hands. Oh, my God. Um. I'm going to say uh, my answer is I uh, I hate Mondo. I hate Bicha. I want them to actually like just rot 
Uh, I can't stand them. They, they, die. they really frustrate me. Um, <laughs> and I, I just can't explain it. They're, they're so frustrating. Uh, I think what I feel like you're finally getting a glimpse into how I look at Shinta and Ku. Like, <laughs> uh, but Alex, uh, what do you think? What do you think of that? That uh, oh, uh, they should have been stuck in the port at Axis. I hate them so much. <laughs> okay, they should have been blowing right. up them. Like. <laughs> The second, the second that the people that we hate become like not toddlers, like you all are just like, I want, I want him to get stuck halfway outside of a spaceship when a hole blows through it, and I want air to slowly escape his fucking body as all of his friends piss on him. That's what I love. Really happened to Mondo. Yeah, how we're going on to Beach? I don't like Beach and Mondo. I, I like. like... Him worse. I think I I think I like Mondo more than Bicha. Yeah. But I hate them both. I can't I separate them. them. So Personally, I, I I find them very frustrating. I, this actually Misha. does relate to one of my questions, which was, um, Alex, if you're Bright Noah and you find out what Mondo and Bicha are up to, you know, trying to sell out the Argama, what's your response? What are you going to do to punish them? Execution. Uh put them in the hatch and let them go <laughs> or so if, if if wait me that's what i do as bright i slap him across the face and throw him in the brig okay that, that, slapping people and that's, throwing people in the brig that's the that's the answer you actually answered that one right my questions don't typically have a right answer but uh you get one point for that <laughs> it's like it's like if you're it's playing D it you personally would send him out the airlock but as bright character <laughs> Smack him as hard as you can across the face. He's, you throw him in the brig. You slap him into yeah. the brig, and yeah. then two episodes later, you give them a big responsibility uh, to fuck up. <laughs> um, uh, question: Has Bright done this this season? Answer: Yes. <laughs> my response to my own question is that I feel like looking at them through the writer's eyes, they're like chaos agents so if we just kind of throw them here and there they can switch the plot over here real quick because they're conveniently there for a second like when they try and help lena escape so to me good chaos agents and they're a bad one exactly they don't they're annoying still but that i Mm -hmm. if where if i were to justify them at all that's that's the role they serve I think the writers made a mistake. Like they could have made them be chaos of agents and like still be kind of enjoyable in some way. And they chose just to make them be unlikable. They should be the most entertaining characters, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, you know, missed opportunity. Yeah, like Pele, uh, Pei, Pel, Peru, Peru, whatever her name is. She was a better agent of chaos. She would just be like, I'm gonna do this like random thing. Yeah. Like she's an enjoyable character too. Like mm-hmm. uh, it was bad writing, in my opinion, on those two characters. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Real quick before we move on to episode twelve, I do think that it is worth, um, just since we are introduced to this character in this episode, um, I want to yes. hear a little bit about yes. everyone's opinion on Chara soon. And so I'll start with Christian. Um, what what are you thinking about the introduction of? Uh, Miss Charasun. So, Karasun or Charasun uh, to me is 
if I were to relate her to real life, she's that person that I'm okay with and I enjoy, you know, I can put up with them. But if I were to bring them around mixed company, I know that most people are not going to (laughs) be fond of her. You know, she's like that friend. (laughs) I like her, but I know most people probably won't. (laughs) What do you think, Alex? Charla Soon, you mean more like Charla Swoon. Ooh. I, I love her. I love her so much. I I love her so much. I love her mobile house. suit. Um she's also a good example of an agent of chaos who's written mm-hmm. super well. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, everything she does is still infuriating, but I can't help just to root for her every time she does anything. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> even I'm, her outlandish. I'm moments. like in Yeah. I think I'm feel I'm feel the exact same way as you all. I think that I, I love Charla Soon as a character. I like the like the the tone of her character, I think, is really interesting. Especially like, um, as we lose Mashmar in the story, I think it's kind of interesting to get Chara as you know, kind of like a new uh, version of like this very, you know, what's the right word? Like outlandish character, I guess. Larger than life, yeah, yeah. Lar- yeah, larger than life. A lot of a lot of passion. Very interesting. Um, Simon, uh, let's let's get your thoughts before we move on. To quote Ashamar, God, just because she has king-sized mounds, she acts like she's the king of the mountain. <laughs> Another quote that I really like is when um, Ashamar looks at her and like is frustrated with her being um, like hard to work with, and she's like, "Women are complicated." And then Mashamar says, "No, you're complicated." <laughs> Talk about some like appropriate things to say to someone. That I, you're so I love Charasun. I think like I think it is what the show needed. Just mm-hmm. this like weird horny energy. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I think that she's like written like really well because like every time she comes in a scene, I'm like excited, and you she's not super predictable either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a huge fan of her. I'll have more to say. I just like most of my notes are just about her, honestly. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like Kara soon yeah. could be a a four's former Sami's crazy aunt. I feel like that's that's who she is, or who she should be. Alex, sorry, you had your hand up. Yeah, I say that. I was just say, I mean, Simon kind of touched it on a little bit, and I know we've been talking about this in our group chat. But how horny is this show oh now? Gosh. And like, it happens when Charlie soon comes on too. Like, yeah, if I had a, I don't think it's too horny. I think it's horny. If I had like my own it's segment, so horny. If I had my own segment called like, uh, it is okay with Michael. I would say that it is okay that the show's gotten horny. I think that's what it needs, it's- Michael. Yeah. You can have your own segment. You know you're one of the four creators of this podcast. Nope, I won't. It is okay. <laughs> one thing that's, like, okay, like, getting motorboated by Chara soon, like, many a time. Like, yes, yeah. that's multiple Joe, characters, that's too. That's okay. Hey, that's okay. Like, <laughs> Duh. Yeah, I think, I think it's what the Look, show needed. Every great Correct piece it. of art, especially TV, has horny moments, you know? And uh, yeah. excellent uh-huh. horny moments. That's what makes great art. You gotta have some Was horny it in this it. This episode or the next episode where she puts her boobs in uh in Marshall Mars face? 
I think oh, it, yeah, it was, was one of the know. one of these two. It was either eleven or twelve. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like it just starts off like, oh man, this is a very horny show now. Yeah, I mean, also her like I think it's worth mentioning her, like, you know, in we talked about Ron Baral's partner in Zero Seventy Nine was horny for battle, um, but it was yeah. more that she just had like a bloodlust. Chara Soon is actually like horny for battle. Horny. Like, yeah, I yeah. love it. Yes. It's, I don't Literally. know how to describe it, like wh- her physical and emotional, like reaction like, to being in a mobile suit, but it, it's it's very odd. You know, I like she's orgasming every time she does and doesn't yeah. want to be orgasming anymore. Yeah, you gotta be careful it's here, very, boys, because a sh- we don't want to kink shame, you know. But I think no, yes, absolutely she's not. Very excited in there. And I think that's awesome. You know, whatever floats your boat. Pushing mm-hmm. a bunch of buttons, very tactile. Pull, pulling a bunch of levers, you know, getting swung around a little bit. <sighs> Seems kind of sexual to me. Sorry, Christian. You said, wait, did you say whatever floats your boat? Because I think you meant to say whatever is your air conversion. Whatever floats your air conversion. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> All right. I think it's time to move on to episode 12. <laughs> Christian, take Holy it away. <laughs> episode 12, Lena goes missing. Oh, no. Uh, this episode kind of begins the remember last episode we talked about how you know where is the story going what's the driving force here in the plot i don't know what's happening this episode kind of gives it a little bit of that although admittedly not that much but at least a little bit so uh while judo and the gang are out uh, scrapping messing around in the junkyard part of space they find this little zaku out there and they decide they're gonna try and bring it in meanwhile viendra engages um la la v and rose in battle so um lena tries to skip out and tell her brother what's what and you know get out there and do his job but in the chaos of the battle Lena's taken hostage by a glammy toto um we I have a lot to say about this feller, but I want to know what you boys have got to say about my Glemmy Toto, Alex. Fuck that dude so much. I forgot about him for a second. That dude is worse than Brian, 100%. He is, I'm not okay with him at all. I got a lot of feelings about this asshole. Let him out, dude. This is what it's for. He is a manipulating asshole who only treats women as objects. He's misogynistic. He's probably racist. You know he voted for Trump if it was Trump, if he lived in America in 2020. Like, fuck this dude in every way. QAnon like, oh, like, oh mm. only a proper woman plays piano. Like, oh, fuck yourself, dude. A woman goes whatever the fuck they want to do. Hey, here comes Simon <laughs> with the uh, opposite with take, the maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, like, I don't know. I don't have strong opinions about him. I like how, like, slobbering over... um. Uh, what's her name? Rue Luca, she is. Uh, oh, yeah. But, yeah, other than that, like, yeah, I agree with you. I It, it feels icky that he's just, like, bringing, like, Lena around. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, also, like, Lena is like, I want, like, a dress right now. Like, give me a new dress. And he's like, okay, shoddy, like, go get that dress. And, like, it's this weird, like, back and forth of how he wants Lena at, to act, but Lena, like, ends up just doing, like, whatever the fuck they want, yeah. she wants. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that it might be, 
in one of the coming episodes where they introduce the what I assume is like their in their world like version of sticking the middle finger up, which is like the opening up the eye and then going like you know what I'm talking yeah, about? They're yeah. like uh yeah. I've never heard of that before, but they like start I've doing only, that a lot. Yeah, it's something I've only heard of in anime and I don't understand yeah, why. But I've just uh, grown to accept it. I don't know. He's just like he's exactly what I expect from like a fucking Axis commander who he's like so horny for um who's the a uh, main woman again who's in charge of Axis? Yeah, Mon Khan. Exactly. He like loves her so much. Yeah. Um but yeah. Just villain. Just he he gives villain. being a simp a bad name. He simps in all the wrong ways. Yes. Mm-hmm. In all the toxic, yeah. Cause like toxic even like when he's buying uh Lena a dress, he's talking about like, oh, I bet we would look so good in this. Like Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Michael? But this is um Alex, to your point, this is uh the episode where the cracks start to show in Bright, um, because he's like starts to debate if he's a good father or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um which is kind I have of- that quote in the notes here. Michael, what did you I want to hear your two cents on mm-hmm. on Glemmy. Glemmy, I I think that if we take into consideration all of the different kind of villainous characters, I think that he's a good story, like a good character to have in the story because yeah. I think that he's mm-hmm. a little bit smarter and more self aware than Mashamar and Chara Soon, who yeah. are both a little bit more comedic. Um, but he's not nearly as like powerful and he like is also kind of like a fail son in a way he seems to be like he's just like kind of failed upwards maybe um so as far Mm. as the story goes i like that he exists but he he is a shitbag a hundred percent so um but i'm glad i'm glad that he is in the story i was also like i could not figure out who alex was talking about two episodes ago when he said glimmy because he was very not memorable (laughs) yeah i remember that i Uh, was stuffed too (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but now uh, now i now i know but i think everything that simon also, and alex said was true <laughs> also can we get our opinions on my new favorite mobile suit no shut the fuck up i have a specific point in my like that says fuck this mobile suit <laughs> oh i want to see this go down i know exactly i know exactly what you're gonna say and fuck that mobile suit. About- it looks like a bodybuilder. It looks like the pictures of like bodybuilders in suits where they have like a really small head, but then like a huge body. Are we talking about Zedazaku? Are you talking about the? Yeah, yes. okay. I am talking about <laughs> okay. Zedazaku. Okay. I'm talking One about... of my favorite details in the entire Gundam series is the fact that the Zedazaku, the Zakus only have one camera, and there's a bar that moves across it as the eye moves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't so know cool. if anyone else caught that. Yeah, that made me so incredibly happy. Like, I, think I it's love incredible that. That's all I can shot. think about now. Yeah, for like in universe, we know that the Zeta has a 360 degree monitor, but because it's using yeah. the, the camera system of a one year war Zaku, it, it obviously like wouldn't be compatible. So I think like I actually think that's yeah. super like detailed and very cool that they actually. Yeah, do. that's that's, and I, I yeah, love everything love about that. that scene when like they're like, oh, it's gonna be enemies, and like it's okay, they don't use Zaku's. Well, good. Yeah, and, like. Just so so much there's so much real building in such a small act. Definitely. I think that's I think one of my if I had to like summarize why I'm enjoying this so far, uh Double Zeta, I would say the world building is is much better in this series than the mm-hmm. previous yeah. two. And I think that's like why I I'm enjoying it the most. 
Um, Christian, did you have anything else for episode 12? Yeah, just a quick little uh, stoner note here, but the the moment where, and it was a small moment, and in Gundam it's happened so much already, you don't really think about it much, but just, like, uh, it was Judo kind of awakening to his new type powers a little bit, and he, like, like does this trip through space a little while. It just had me thinking, like, what would that feel like, you know, like, right now, if all of a sudden my mind just, like, astral projected across space i mean i just thinking about that feeling uh i don't know i, I don't really know curious. bro i could recommend you a couple hallucinogenics that <laughs> yeah. do a similar thing <laughs> <laughs> what no, i'm really trying know. to say is i want to, I, I want to eat some shrooms is what i'm trying to say hot take new types on a thing they're just micro dosing <laughs> yeah all the time <laughs> macro dosing on lsd <laughs> They just feel more special than everybody All else right. because they're microdosed <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> anyway, Before we yeah. go down a dark path, I'm just I'm just gonna move on to episode thirteen. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um Episode thirteen is called Little Sister. The Argama is resupplied by the Livian Rose. Judo, with the help of El, Eno, Bicha, Mondo, uh, are able to escape the Argama with the double Zeta and L with the Mark II an attempt to get Lena back from the entrance. However, they run into Chara soon and, and a Gaza C, who, with an added, with inadvertent assistance from Bicha and Mondo, are, uh, who are trying to escape, disassemble the double Zeta, and the Indra gets in. Um, I, the only real thing I have in my notes for this is I, I just hate Bicha and Mondo. I think this is where they end up basically with the Indra instead of the Argama. Um, but Can I talk about kind of a skeleton in the claw or an elephant in the room yeah. of uh, Beach and Mondo that I think that we're kind of dancing around a little bit? Mm-hmm. In this episode, Beach covers, covers his turkey sub in ketchup. And nobody is talking about it. I I blocked that out of my memory. Like that, I, I love I love ketchup a lot. I put ketchup on a lot of weird things, but I don't sandwich does not belong ketchup. I don't throw the word pervert around super lightly. <laughs> but this scene really kind of solidified Beach It and Mondo as the enemies of the show for me. Like <laughs> I don't know. I, I have the JPEG up right now do i'll you, share it with y'all do, just do you want to so know you... how fucked up it is i assumed until this moment that that was a hot dog holy shit nope yeah i thought that was a hot Whoa. dog you well. can enhance all you want this is a turkey sub my guy oh is it is it a hot dog or is it a more of a travesty and is that a yakisoba but you know <laughs> no you know what this is i'm gonna describe to you what this is okay in between two p in in between a hoagie roll all it is is iceberg lettuce, a slice of tuna fish that he then covered with ketchup. And he slurped it down, and then he liked it. And he hasn't brushed his teeth in 30 days. Um, that's all I – that's you know, that is disgusting. Everything else my only notes about he this does makes me think he's a sociopath, and that confirms it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, we, we did – discuss uh charasoon a, a good amount already but i did 
uh, really quickly, I want to let Christian, if, if you had to just describe Chara soon for somebody who's not watching Double Z as a character, uh, Christian, go ahead and just describe, paint me a picture with words as to who Chara soon is. I think it's actually pretty easy to do it. Uh, just think of a 1980s pro uh, woman wrestler with really huge, yeah. colorful hair and a really intricate uh, uniform or outfit. Costume, I should say. That's her. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that. What, what color is her hair? Like, God, uh, I can't remember. Like, pink and green or, like, fuck, I, shit. I think it's yellow it, and red. Like, yeah, think, yeah, like yellow yeah, and orange or something, or orange and red. Or... I thought it was white and pink. It's, it's no, it's, it's like it's ketchup and mustard. No, no, it's it's let's, McDaniel. Let's oh, oh, oh! You oh, motherfucker! Shit. You wanted him to say Ronald McDonald? <laughs> you pervert motherfucker! Dude, I was gonna describe her as like, uh, as like a two thousand and nine Kesha and or Lady Gaga. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, Maybe Ariana's like um, Haley Williams from Paramore, um, but like, yeah, like, but like wearing like the clothes of like an '80s hair metal band. Um, yes. Oh, she is absolutely a scene, a scene person. Yeah, I right. can I have a stab at this, fellas? Do you mind? Yeah, go ahead, Simon. Oh, uh, thank you very much. Um, I'd say if instead of country music, if Dolly Parton really liked Mex. That's who this would be. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, that's it. That's that's canon now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right, Simon. Uh, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. No problem, my guy. No problem. Um. Yeah. I think the only thing we're saying for episode thirteen is I think that Christian's point on the last episode is, is such a good point, which is the the driving force behind the series, um, has kind of picked up, which is. Uh, Lena has been taken captive by Glimmy and the Axis um, in, the, in the Indra, and now it's Judo's driving force is to get Lena back. Um, and so that's basically what what's happening in episode three. Um, Insert meme of, now it's personal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Alright, Christian, go ahead and take it away with episode 14. Episode 14, let's get to I it, babies. Little babies. And this is when we run into the Moon Moon peoples. Moon Moons. Moon I don't moon. know how y'all felt about the Moon Moons, but I felt particularly... I can't believe y'all didn't... I moon can't moon. believe y'all didn't know what Moon Moon was. Like, the meme wolf. That's like... That sucks. Right. Did, can that you like, describe that, that re- to the listeners, That really Simon? fucked me up. The Moon Moon meme? Yeah, okay. Okay. To any of the people who listen to this cursed twisted twisted show that we're making right now if like just i need you to like you don't even need to say anything just like dm me personally or anyone just like i i'm not making this up that like moon moon was like a really big deal for people like i'm like 22 years old and like i remember like moon moon being this like meme wolf on like fucking like iFunny when i was in like sixth grade and i thought it was the funniest shit ever because the the premise of the meme is just a wolf that's just like it's it's like it's like heck and doggo before heck and doggo you know what i'm saying like hill doggo i mean like 
movie with uh, you all too 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 old to know i i'm talking to a bunch of dinosaurs (laughs) fucking crazy we are when it comes to internet memes that's for sure yeah yeah i think i was just like on the internet too much as a kid but i was glad that i was on like the moon moon corner of the internet because like this is the the category of like harmless memes is getting smaller and smaller every single day <laughs> but moon moon to my to my understand to the best of my understanding is like a just a very wholesome meme because again the only premise is like dog look funny but sorry to interrupt you with that christian no but do you think i just the spirit of moon moon um is embodied in the people the moon moon peoples of absolutely not comedy? absolutely no? not they're on okay. they're on some different shit some different and shit. yeah you can go into explaining what they're on but like yeah moon moon is a very unique character i think this is also this episode does a, a, another bit of super interesting world bu- building and uh, just by the pure concept oh ernie my doggy uh the pure concept of an abandoned colony a first generation colony yes. which is another layer to that and that got me thinking, like, oh, man, what, what were the first-generation colonies like as opposed to the, I guess, the later-generation ones? And the fact that it's totally. – even the first-generation colony has self-sustained itself for God knows how long, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that was cool. So anyways, the Aragama comes across this phantom colony, and they're desperate for resources. And so they say, well, why not? Let's stop through here and see if – let's take whatever they got. You know, and so they run into this society that's basically abandoned technology and robots, especially, which I think is, uh, you know, up to this point, you haven't seen a whole lot of like allegoric stuff in Double Zeta. It's mostly been Saturday morning cartoon style. But this episode sort of mm-hmm. had me thinking like, oh, this is an interesting take on the anti-war theme that runs through Gundam. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens uh to this society who's abandoned technology and in a lot of senses their life has been much more peaceful than compared to everyone else out there in space even though they enjoy all this modern technology and all that stuff so that just got me thinking um anyways um the axis kara kara soon and the endra um are have already been there by the time they show up and um <clears throat> So once again, the everybody in the gang is out to rescue Lena, and um, so and then we find out that there's actually a, a different faction. There's um, opposing factions within the Moon Moon people. One group wants to mm-hmm. stay in the colony, and another is desperate to leave, and so they kind of get mixed up mm-hmm. in that those local politics. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyways, this is actually. Low-key, one of my favorite episodes, um, but I want to know what y'all think. What did y'all think about the moon moon? The moon moon. So, Michael? I was not excited about this episode at all, going into it. What? But I ended up loving it. Like, I don't know. I just, like, I wasn't, I didn't know. So, if we think about the the franchise thus far, I don't think many of the, like, side stories or side episodes have been my favorite. Like, I'm thinking of episode 15 and 0079 where they attempted to do kind of like a little uh, filler episode where they went off 
uh, where Amuro went off to do a little adventure and they ended up just cutting it from the United States release because it was so bad. Um, <laughs> but I and so I was kind of th- I was kind of getting vibes of that going into it, but I ended up loving it. I thought that um, I mean obviously we'll we'll cover more in the next episode, but I think these two episodes were so, like two of my favorites. Um, so I think that that's pretty much how I felt going in. Alex, what were your thoughts? I was that uh, yeah, these are my two favorite episodes of Zeta Zeta so far. Damn. I love them so much. I love, I mean, I love the giant god, cholt, cattle, cult, cattle, whatever it's called. I, I love, yeah, I love the world building it involves. I love that they, this is, again, it is the first time they've ever shown mobile suits being used for anything more than just war. Mm-hmm. So I love that, like, that big mobile suit isn't a, isn't a war machine, but a construction machine. Right. Um, also, I got, I just love, I think my favorite moment, and I don't know about episodes either, uh, part one or part two, when everyone's fake crying about yes. dismantling the gun. Yeah. yeah. Double gun, yeah, double Zeta. Is one of so my funny. favorite scenes in these 10 episodes. So funny. You're like, oh, why are you That's crying? Such oh, okay. great comedy. Yeah, that yeah. just goes down the line. Yeah, I like, I think that my favorite facet of like Hayao Miyazaki movies is the or like artistically is the like ruins that um like Ghibli movies are able to create like in Tales from Earthsea and at the beginning of Spirited Away the just like the ruins are so beautiful and like in that illustrative anime background style I just like I love that that's like what I'm striving to like create myself and this had plenty of that this also had, I think, the funniest scene. Um, in this episode, had the funniest scene. I was like on the floor laughing. I had to like pause it because do you remember when um they were getting pursued by there there was some pursuit going on and they needed to get away and um a character was handed a ball and he said what is this and then the other character said smoke ball and then he just threw it and it was just like like that was the explanation for what smoke ball was like what is smoke ball i'm still so confused on what smoke ball is it's an item for pokemon that lets you escape any encounter oh so this was a crossover episode yes, yeah of course um and also for my favorite mobile suit um in this uh episode um and actually probably both of these episodes i chose the horse um was my favorite mobile suit the which one the horse you know that like pulls the carriages oh. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> are we assuming it's like west world and it's like a horse made out of like milky substance you. yeah <laughs> no i just haven't oh. seen a horse yet and i fucking love horses okay i love those guys I, I I strongly disagree. Horses are disgusting. Horses are bad. Damn, are terrible. But horses taste delicious. Okay, all right. What the fuck, Important dude? Question, oh, I've never told you. I had raw horse last time I was in Japan. Important question. Very delicious. delicious. Uh, what do you guys think about the fashion of this society? What do you think about the the style? Of, I like of, it. Uh, I think it's the cool. Moon, moon folk. Oh, everyone. Yeah, it's like it's got a you mean like the st- interesting mixture of like gr- like Greek almost and Mesoamerican a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like almost Aztec too, yeah. um, or like yeah. indigenous tribes of like Central America. Uh-huh. The way that um they have like pyramids and like temples just like sprouting out of this like vast jungle, jungle and stuff. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, I really... Oh my god, holy shit. And also, the scene where they go in the abandoned metro, I think that's next episode, so we can talk about that. Yeah. But to, um, I, I, that is, like, my favorite, favorite style of, like, abandoned, like, you know, structures of civilization that are just, like, overgrown. Um, I mean, like, I don't think that's unique. I don't think that's, like, I think a lot of people really like that aesthetic. But yeah, this episode does that really, really well. Definitely. I'll I'll go ahead and do a quick recap of episode fifteen, and then we can wrap up um the, the moon moon. That sounds perfect. The moon moon situation. Uh, yeah. So episode fifteen is called the Phantom Colony Part Two. Um, and this is the story here is a bit of a clusterfuck. Um, the the prophet on Moon Moon sides with the Indra, and Judo and the Argama side with the rebels who don't want to spread the word of Moon Moon, uh, out to the rest of the uh, to the colony. Uh, Mondo uh, pilots the giant old mobile suit and is able to defeat the remaining Neo Zeon Gazas, uh, but Glimmy uh, was able to retrieve Lena before Judo arrives at the Indra. So uh, Glimmy ends up with Lena again escaping uh, before the Indra is actually destroyed by the Double Zeta. Um, in the end, the Moon Moon people uh, decide to side with the Rebel point of view, uh, which is to stay basically stay where they are and not try and spread the word of moon moon. Um, and it turns out that it was all kind of the idea of this old man who just wanted to go away. He just like wanted to leave moon moon. Um, so it's kind of like, that was pretty emo, like a Scooby-Doo ending to the yes. story almost. Yes. <laughs> um, but I got away so with it in too. the end. Yeah. In the end, it, it turns out that the, the moon moon people are going to be fine. Um, just staying put where they are. Um, so we, I think we've all talked quite a bit about what we thought about these two episodes, so I don't think that we need to say much more. Um, but I did want to talk about a manga series that exists um, called The Moon Gundam. And it's all based <gasps> off of the idea that um, basically the Moon Moon people find some psycho frames from like a prototype Gundam of uh, that's supposed to be like Char's um, or something. It's kind of hard to find out the specific stories. So basically, um, I don't know if you all have seen the kit that I built. That's called the Moon Gundam. But yeah, there's, I remember yes. that one. On Moon Moon, there is like developed a new mobile suit called the Moon Gundam. And the manga kind of follows this uh, this story. I think Amuro is trying to kind of chase it down um, in between this story and Char's counterattack. So I thought maybe... Um, Maybe after we finish watching these, uh, a couple of us could uh, do a, do a little manga book, book club. club. I don't think Hell they've been released yeah. in English. Five, the five volumes, I am absolutely going to read those. Yeah, so. they haven't been released in English, but some people have been doing translating. So I figured, yeah, after the season, maybe in between um, this and Shars Counterattack, we could uh, maybe get a couple of Manga Monday episodes out or something to kind of cover a little bit of the Moon Ooh, Gundam. Manga Monday, I like that. Um. But before we take a break, does Michael's anyone... been waiting to drop Manga Monday. Mondays. Definitely better than Mondo Mondays. Yeah. Oh fuck that. <laughs> Is Mondo Mondays when like like all of us like it's not a podcast like we all just like individually just act as shitty as we possibly can. <laughs> like we just go around betraying all of our loved ones. <laughs> I love mo- Mondays. Am I right? Like, Mondays. Right. Mondays are for the Mondos. Uh, does anybody have anything they want to talk about uh, with these two episodes, the Moon Moon Saga, before we uh, take a break? 
Uh, okay, I have a quick question for the boys. Uh, team Rasara or Team Sarasa? Which one? Should they leave or should they, should should they go or should they stay? Should they stay Ooh. or should they go? They should stay, not go. Should they stay um, or should they go? It'd be now? cool if like one of them. It'd be cool if one of them like boarded the Argama and like mm. I if the Rebel one boarded the Argama and like went up with them and the other one like stayed to like keep tabs on everything. That's what I was hoping. I really like them as characters. Um. But, like, again, this is just, like, Mondo is such a fuckboy. Like, he, like, the whole time is just, like, commenting about, like, oh, like, she's a pretty one, isn't she? It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, just because you've got this, like, Volkswagen Beetle from 1990 <laughs> working, like, doesn't mean you're shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't do work. He just, he just turned it on. It was like, oh, the batteries aren't dead. <laughs> yeah his like fix for the subway is like he's like ah yes there's no power and then he just like goes to this box and flips the switch and they're yeah. like mondo oh i love that part though where they're like where mondo's like guess you need me after all and they're all like and then they just list off all the ways that they've betrayed him <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah fuck you. Also, what did you all feel about chara in these two episodes um i started to like the same yeah i I started to like shara a little bit more even i kind of like how like yeah bonkers she is she like can't remember anything when she gets in a mobile suit i feel like she (laughs) she definitely has it i feel like it's subtly established that she has split personality disorder and that yeah who she is outside of a mobile suit and like outside of the indra or outside of the axis uh sphere is different than who she is inside of the mobile it changes so much and becomes so much more violent. Um, so I feel like that was a yeah. cool like wrinkle to add to her character. I, I really like that. Yeah, it had a lot, a lot of dimension to her as a character, which we're not getting a lot of in this show. Like, she's like a lot a... of these characters are pretty single dimensional. Mm-hmm. She's like a pro wrestler, you know. She's <laughs> she just can't Definitely help. That's a really good analogy, she's a actually. Person. Yeah, pro wrestler meets Dolly Parton. Um, really in the mecca (laughs) and with that we're going to take a quick break and we will be back uh to cover 16 through 20 bye hell yeah cheerio hi there everybody um this is simon from gundam i hardly know him one fourth of gundam i hardly know him uh thank you so much for listening to our podcast just you listening um is a lot of support so thank you so much but it would also mean a ton if you could leave us a rating and a review it really helps us like stick out from the plethora of noise on itunes um so yeah uh please leave a rating kind of say some things that you like maybe don't like about the podcast and leave us a review um as well it'd mean a lot thank you so much bye All right, welcome back to Gundam. I hardly know him. Um, before we jump into episode 16, I did want to talk about something that I think we missed with the Moon Moon Saga, which is I believe this is uh, the basically the, the two episodes where Bright's kind of emotional relationship with this new character from the Levian Rose, uh, Emery, uh, is kind of formed. So I, I know Alex, you you mentioned at the top that this is something you wanted to talk about, and I just kind of thought this is we the should space at least. To do so. I think the, I think we should. I don't know if we should go fully into it, but I think it is worth mentioning before we continue. 
that during the moon saga they are kind of paired up together uh bright in this yeah. uh, mysterious new um i don't know what their t- her title would be but she basically works for it the... is a deputy captain yeah so deputy captain emory from the levian rose so she's she's drawn into the moon moon saga as well and uh during this whole time she spends a lot of time with our captain bright um so yeah i just wanted to mention that before christian uh you go ahead and take us through episode 16 16 yaragama's close quarters battle so uh goton my man goton leads a team of acts i feel like i should put a, a cajun accent on his name Goton, Goton, leads a team of Axis soldiers on an invasion of the Argama in an attempt to take the Devil Zeta. They are fought off by the heroics of Judo and L, and I believe that the animation in this episode was particularly satisfying to the eye. Simon, uh, did anything jump out to you in this episode artistically? Not specifically in this episode. I have something that jumped out to me in a later episode that I'd love to have, like, Simon and Christian's little art corner about. But nothing specifically in this episode. What were you referring to? Um, you know, I don't know. I feel like there were just a lot of smooth moments, um, animation-wise, in, in, in the small moments, if you know what I mean. And I feel like that's true yeah, throughout the whole yeah. show. Like, when characters are, like, uh, mm-hmm. walking through doorways or, you know, even in comedic scenes when they're falling and getting up, those motions always look very, uh, like, streamlined. I smooth. have been noticing that more. It's, like, it's the whole thing of, like, you know, like, the, like, principles of animation, like, squash and stretch and, like, all that shit uh-huh. that you see in, like, Disney movies. Like, like they, or they really overdo it in Disney movies, which is why Disney movies look so, like toony and they in like looney tunes and stuff like right. lots of like squash and stretch if you want to make like an animation like look more like serious or whatever like you know you don't have like all of this insane feedback you like you know ref- make it more realistic because uh-huh. like you know in the real life we don't have squash and stretch but like i don't know there, there's all sorts of other um principles other than like just that but i do notice that in this uh in double zeta they definitely lean way more into that like toony like the fact that it is a cartoon and do like all sorts of like crazy proportions like in between frames with like the heads and stuff um so i definitely have been more cognizant of that uh michael i wanted to get your take on that uh moment where judo um has an opening to kill those axis soldiers along with uh goton oh um but he doesn't I wanted to know how that struck you. Yeah, I think that this is like continuing. It's like the third, the third chain, and the continuation of Amro, Camille, and now Judo being more, like, more pacifist-driven characters. Like they all, obviously, are violent in the way that they interact with the war. Um, but it seems that. He is starting to gain that new type pacifism of like feeling other things and feeling other people and feeling empathy. And he's definitely trying to reconcile that with kind of his more like reckless nature, Um, which is part of the reason why I really like Judo as a character. I mean, we haven't talked about Judo a lot in in our coverage of of this episode, but 
I really just have I'm growing to really like Judo as as our main character. He's the best protagonist we've had. Whoa! Damn! Whoa! This is a big turnaround so. from Alex episode one is, of this season. Alex is a loose fucking cannon because <laughs> he'll just say shit like it's and, true. Like, you know, like no, and yeah, exactly. He doesn't need to back it up. It's just like it's just like oh, I'm Alex, you call it call me a fucking Wikipedia because like I spit facts and it's insane. And it's like this tone of voice that none of us can do. Like yeah. Alex, like I I think that's why like. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing but respect for my man, man, Alex. Like Alex oh is God. actually QAnon. That's that's how all those people start. I am a strong advocate for burning cop cars and dismantling the government. Do not let me in with QAnon. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, what's happened? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, now, Christian's coming in with these hot takes that are just factually wrong <laughs> um, two sides awesome. of the same sword two okay. sides of the same sword we've can talked i about, bring talked up how... another elephant in the room Let's yeah real quick i do i do want to touch on i want to yeah, touch on what ahead. alex what alex said i think it's it's worth you know, speaking on <laughs> um the fact that alex said judo is better than amaro and camille um i do uh i, I like i think it's too late to, to, to definitively say i feel like judo is definitely probably the most like underrated as far as i can tell from the community um i like i like still like camille a lot i could definitely see an argument for judo over amuro especially if we're comparing amuro 0079 amuro to uh yeah judo. no i when i say that i'm talking about the sh- the series in which they started mm-hmm. like for me it's judo camille amuro like mm. so they've just, only gotten every- better for you yeah all right all right exactly so what okay um, my question like, though I like is what what judo. is it about judo that 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 has you because i'm still waiting for that to happen i'm not opposed actually i really like judo but i don't know if i like i feel that strongly um i like i think it's a part of it is i really i'm really liking this slapstick ish style of animation as well mm. so like a part of it is just i like it so i like judo a lot like I like, like he kind of has his like, oh, I'm good, but he's cocky, but he's not like shittily cocky yeah. about it. And like, I like, like he seems fairly consistent in what he believes. Like, you start seeing like this is the first time you see him maybe like, oh no, we can't kill innocent people, and then he does the same thing again in like episode eighteen, nineteen, when he just straight up stands up and be like, yeah, if you're gonna blow him up, blow me up with them. And like, I, I definitely see where you're coming like, from. He, Mm. Also, like Amro, Amro and Camille were always the ones rebelling, and they, they were always like petulant. Whereas in this series, yeah. Judo's not the one who's being as petulant. He's not like as like, oh, yeah, that's I'm not, true. I'm not gonna eat. I won't eat. I'm not gonna eat my sandwich. Throw me in the brig. I don't yeah, care. he's not like melodramatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he like is dramatic. He's dramatic because his sister, his only living relative, was kidnapped. And that's like such a driving force of his character right now, and I think that's why it's easier to resonate with as opposed to Camille, who's just yeah. like, "My mom died." Like big whoop, Camille. <laughs> also, I feel like even Camille, like Camille was all like, "I watched my mom get blown up in space, and I like figured out that my dad was having an affair all within the span of twenty four hours." Like, grow the fuck like, we've, up. We've all like, been there, Camille. <laughs> I know I have. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I realized like also, I realized I like the stakes were really high for Camille as I was speaking. Also, for Amuro, <laughs> yeah. he, his whole yeah. his whole home was destroyed. 
<laughs> yeah, Camille gets some excuse to be melodramatic. I'd for say sure. like, his Juno's life the is lowest pretty fucking bad. <laughs> but like, I like how Camille interacts with like the enemy too. Like, you see the way he acts with uh with Chara, and he's just like, he's ba- like she's the enemy, but like he's still gonna like give her a time of day. Yeah, he's the same thing with uh with uh with uh Elp. Oh, I do not know her. Play. Uh, her name at all. Play. Play. Just play. 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 Just like he does don't, the same thing. He's don't like, enunciate it. You just just say it. Play. Play. Okay. Yeah. Play. 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 <laughs> like yeah, I like the way I, I, I like the way he, I I enjoy the way he interacts with people. Like even even Mondo and uh, uh Bicha, like when he reunites with them, oh he calls them a traitor, which is mm-hmm. true. But like he's even then he's like, well they're still my friends. Like he he's just consistent in how he treats people, and it's really cool to see. Yeah. And like I feel like his character is very consistent, and I think it's just again, just this is the third series they've done, so they've gotten much better at writing characters. Yeah, and, bef- and it does show. It's just like overall, it's a bear. Speaking it's of just characters, more developed. And- mm-hmm. Before we move on, I want Alex. I want you to talk about how uh, Bright's fidelity is really tested in this episode. Oh, absolutely. Um, because. It's this episode when he's changing and she walks in on him, correct? Yes, she's yeah. like handing him some report. She, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she like tackles him and like he's like almost about to kiss her. He's, he's the only thing that stops him is seeing a picture of his family, the which floating is floating like, picture of his wife and kids that floats. Kids. <laughs> but yeah, like that's emotional cheating. Like if if all it stops you is seeing them, then you clearly were getting ready to cheat anyway. So fuck you, dude. Don't cheat on Mirai. Mirai is amazing. And now you're fucking things up. Okay. I want to come in with a different perspective. Let's which hear is, Whoa. Alex, at what point in the story... Is this when do... Michael becomes problematic? No, no, no. Hold on. Give me an opportunity to speak. <laughs> <laughs> at what point in the story did we see Mirai and Bright have a conversation about how they're exclusive? <laughs> all right polyamorous relationship with mira <laughs> look i know a lot of people who are married and also are in open relationships it's not like out of the realm of possibility yes in it 87 not. probably <laughs> probably not <laughs> but we're assuming we're assuming that uh bright and mirai have uh committed oh. to a um to a relationship where, they are, relationship. Yeah, where they're not allowed to see other people. I believe that they are a long relationship because of because of Bright's reaction to Emery getting ready to kiss him, and then him being like, oh no, I can't do this when almost breaking down. If it was an open relationship, he would have just done it and it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's hesitant <laughs> shows that it's he's doing something wrong, and he knows it, and we know it, and even the crew knows it. Like They picked up Wait, on uh, I... Emery and Bright's relationship and how kind of weird it is. Can I hit, or Christian, go ahead. Uh, Simon, go ahead, because I have I have a big question about Bright. But go ahead, Simon. Worry about Can it. I hit you all with a twisted angle? Let's do it. Yes. More twist. More twisted. Yeah. Let's go for it. You can't. You can't put a cap on. It's my. It's not twist off, my guy. Um, <laughs> what's uh What's Mirai been up to this whole time? Hmm? Oh. I would love to have seen more mm-hmm. Mirai. Maybe, maybe she's been getting Fidel as well. Who knows? I'll, le- I'll leave we, it on that. We can, <clears throat> we can only assume she's not because the show hasn't addressed it. Here's That's my true. question. That's true. Here's so. my question. Last Why? time we saw, 
last time we saw Mirai, she was being very faithful. Very faithful. Yeah. So we can assume she has been. I want to hear Christian's question. Why is Bright still doing what he's doing? Why is he enjoying his life (laughs) with family again? Why is he compelled to still be? He knows he's being a bad father. He's questioning it himself. What is it about his character, about his past? I feel like there's um trauma from being involved in war at such a young age. That's everything he knows. Okay, Doctor Alex. Okay, Doctor Trevine. (laughs) I was gonna say. I mean, we we have a mutual friend who joined the military and got out of the military. Hated it when he was in there. Went to school. Couldn't like stand being the fact that he was too old and that like he only knew how to do one thing. So he joined the military again. Like I think that that's like if we want to look at it from a very realistic perspective, he probably feels like it's the only thing he knows how to do. And wait, what you know, friend? You don't know him, okay? Wait, goes to a different school. High school, the military. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, um, okay, I'm talking about yeah, Christian. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I was> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's, and like not only is the only thing he knows, he's really good at commanding people and being a captain. Because is he? This is what he's won. Yeah, like he's taken. Is he though? Not soldiers and. <laughs> been pretty good at not keep not letting anyone he's won die. almost every battle he's engaged in yeah like he's taken literally people off of colonies and been like well i'm putting you in a mobile suit and go and then keeps winning battles i do i can't see the argument that the jury is still out on his ability as a captain though yeah i will say that like honestly i've seen his the way that he treats you know his subordinates and i don't really want to see bright as a parent um i think that the way that uh, he punishes is uh, definitely uh not kosher these days no definitely not brig. i think he's a different I guy like as a kid i was put in the brig a lot i was put in the equivalent of whatever my parents thought the brig was at that <laughs> given time <laughs> vacuuming vacuuming is the brig <laughs> <laughs> the brig. Yeah, like vacuuming is the that brig. The like, like, why don't you go in the garage and like tinker around with dad's tools? That's the brig. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna mix a haro. <laughs> he hasn't sent people to the brig this season yet. This series, not yet. yet. Yes, he has. He literally has, Alex. In the last yeah. episode, he literally sends three people to the brig. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. Those were, I'm pretty sure he's to the mess hall. Put judo in the brig, right? No, he put oh, Judo, Beecha, and Mondo in the brig at the very end. And when we yeah. went there, we saw that um, Charasun was also in the brig. My guy yep. Bright can't get off this. Yeah, stuff. he loves. No, I'm sorry. The brig. I I forgot what a brig was and what a, a what the what the like uh, port was for oh. a second because I remember in Zeta he kept sending people to the port where the Zeta was at. He's like, "Don't fuck up. Here is a Zeta." <laughs> yeah, no, the brig is just a that, dark that, that's room on me. Yes, he does send people to the brig often. Okay. Um, um, unless unless, right, unless we have any more comments on Bright's uh, Bright's emotional cheating, I think I think we should move on. Yeah, um, we still on episode sixteen. Yeah, we're we're moving on to episode seventeen. Okay. Um, episode seventeen is oh, called Love Millie. We love Millie. I love Millie. I have to Hold say on. that. Okay, Millie oh, is my new favorite oh, character. Oh my gosh. Hold on. Hold on. She was introduced in episode sixteen. Okay, go. <laughs> episode seventeen: Retrieval of the Core Top. While the Argama is preparing to test its new main laser, Charasun, with Shinta as a hostage, tries to escape the Argama. Pursued by Judo, Ru, and L in the double Zeta, 
Zeta, and the Mark II, they are caught in a battle with the old Indra team. The Gundam team is victorious until a mysterious Quible and an unnamed pilot appears. While being caught in the Quible's funnel attack, the Argama finally uses its main uh, laser, missing the Quible but destroying its original target and abandoned colony. This triggers a fear in Judo that his sister is going to be killed, and he flees the Argama in search of Alpha. Um, so th the first thing I wanted to ask is, Christian, when you saw the Quible, uh, were you as excited as I was that we were finally going to get Haman Khan in the story? Oh my gosh, extremely so. I love the, I think the, the Quible is, it's definitely an improvement on the original design. It looks uh, mm. more sinister, more threatening, and not and like, not because the colors are more masculine, but it just, I don't know, it looks scarier, and I, I'd love it. And um, yes, I was really excited at the prospect of seeing Haman again. Same. Was anyone super duped by the fact that it wasn't actually Haman when they showed the pilot for the first time? Yeah, I was confused. <laughs> I was so confused. I paused it. I Googled Haman, like, this is like Haman doesn't have this here. What's the fuck is going on? And then just like put it to the back of my mind. But it, I I had to do some research to figure out if that was Haman. Yeah, I don't I don't know about you, but at first I thought it was Maneva. Zab or yes. I thought it was Haman. Yeah, I was like, exactly. Haman's not there. I was like, maybe it's Maneva Zabi the, the, from somehow last season. Yeah, but um, mm -hmm. yeah. wasn't my my first thought. It was a uh, Mashame Mashame Mashave Mashmar Mashmar. Mashamar, and I was like, "Oh shit, Mashamar's back!" And then I was like, "Nope, wait, that's that, that's not Mashamar. Who is that? I don't know. I don't know." A great way to introduce a character, in my opinion. I love how they did it. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah. I liked that it happened at the end of the episode, um, so we got a little bit of uh, yeah. a kind of cliffhanger to find out who it was, and then we also get uh, Judo's insane reaction to the colony exploding, which is you know also like yeah, you know we can see him. And what kind of what we just talked about him like being kind of awoken as a new type and having that like kind of fear, um, kind of drifting. Uh, Simon, what, what were you gonna say? Go ahead. Well, to comment on what you just said, Christian, this is one of the points where I thought the illustration was really cool. When he was having the flashbacks of like what would happen to the colony exploding, there's a lot of really cool, um, hand painted like explosions, uh, that like kind of differed visually from the normal hand-painted style of the background. Mm. Um, so I thought that that was a cool... Because, like, they can do that, because I was, like, he was having, like, essentially flashbacks or, like, premonitions. Um, so they're just these, like, still shots of explosions, like, sliding across the screen. Um, yeah, I love how distinct they made it, too. So obviously it wasn't that nothing happening. That yeah, was... exactly. I, I think that's why they, like, differed the art style, probably. It's like, oh, it's like, this is, like, some muddy brain thought, you know? So, like, yeah. we'll have, like, a much more physical medium. Uh -huh. Um... I mean, oh, I just wanted to give Millie the credit that she deserved. Um, I really like the ship that she flew in on. That was my mech of the every single episode. I have a favorite mech, and my favorite mech of that one was the cargo ship that they flew in on. Um, because I oh, thought yeah. that it was so cool. That old man. Um, that old man's a little bit of a turd. Yeah. In this episode, L does call Charasun a boobzilla. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I did notice that. I really appreciated that. <laughs> also, can really I... really jealous for a second. Comedy genius. Can I bring up... Okay, first of all, this show loves 
loves shoving as many motherfuckers as they can in a cockpit at once. Oh my god! I haven't yes. seen this in the t- in the two previous series, <laughs> but this show loves Insane. going yeah, in and out of cockpits, like swapping it around, like, like you know, fucking clown fucking... cars. Yeah, like they're fucking clown cars. And also, are you two are or you three just in shock of or not in shock? I'm just confused how gravity works. <laughs> this show's confused how gravity yes, works i just wanted to make sure that we were all on the same page on that because it yeah. seems to turn on and off when the show wants <laughs> and yeah. like that that's a nitpicky thing but i think that th- like it, it it this was the straw that broke the camel's back in this episode um just like being confused with it but other than that i thought it was a good um nice pretty episode what did y'all think about uh the new mobile suit that cotton was in Oh, um, the, which one was that? Let me see. I was it's, just it's looking. The uh, the Gaz the Gazalman. It's a mass production of one we saw in the past, but it's like the R Jarja, but like... different. The it's the it was it was a mass production of the Gaza D. Yeah, I I like most of the mobile suits in this series. I think. Yeah, same. I think the designs have been pretty good. But I think almost oh. all of them I've liked. I'll, I'll basically say when I don't like them instead of when I do. Yeah. I have never seen this one. I mean, like, this is super cool. Yeah. I was enjoyed it. I also love that we'll be in space for the last, almost the last 10 episodes. And I, I still prefer space battles with Gundams way more than land battles. Yeah, I agree. We got Simon. Also, to, to speak on the technology of this show, did you all um notice the hand washing machine yes that was sick that yes that fucked me up like why aren't we doing that currently in 2020 like that right? solution seems or oh my god it's 2021 now jesus christ <laughs> um that solution to washing hands where there's just two holes in a clear sphere and you stick them in and you just get like dishwashed that seems very cool anyway yeah. also I'm, sorry, I'm noticing a lot of that shit my favorite world building moment in this episode was the fact that when they're painting the Gundams and that's wet. why they look fresh yes. every time. Yeah. Because <laughs> they never have battle damage and now we have a legitimate answer. Yeah, they it's, always oh, paint they them. They just paint them. Insane. Yeah. How excited are you guys about Rue Luca piloting the Zeta? I fucking love that. I love oh. it. Yeah, oh, I love that. We also, even... we didn't mention it a couple episodes ago, but L just instantly being like, "I don't know how to pilot. I don't know how to pilot. Oh, look at I'm piloting. I'm piloting Mark Dude, II. I'm good at this." She's Amaro yeah. level, like learning on the fly. Like she, she's low. Yeah, she's such a badass. The one of the best pilots that Argama has. Honestly, I th- I was just thinking about yes. watching this. Like I feel like L and Brew could both have their own like spinoff show or story. I would I love would, that. I would watch I would that. Love in that. Yeah. I, the the um the team that we're introduced to in this, which is um Judo in the double Zeta, uh Rue in the Zeta and um or sorry, yeah, Rue in the Zeta and L in the Mark II, to me it like rivals uh Camille, Emma, Char as far as like cool team. team. Like I I like yeah. all of those pilots a lot. I mean, obviously like Emma's always gonna be my favorite, but I'd like really like that we're getting another team of pilots to get behind. And Ru- also, don't don't discredit you know he's he's a part of the team. He drives one of the core fighters and immediately dips. Yeah, 
You know, it's also <laughs> like listening to the strokes in the core fighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, also, I really, really like, I was kind of mad about Eno in the first time. Nah, he rules. Eno rules. Yeah, he's like really come to one of my new favorite characters. I, think I was, I was became a fan of him when he customized the Zeta and put the Zaku head on that. I was like, yeah. Yeah, Eno's so cool. The dude. I think he's, um, he's like chaotic neutral. No, sorry, lawfully neutral. He's just like a yes. very yes, he is just like straightforward guy, and I just I just like it. I like that about him. Well, I think I think we should move on uh, to episode eighteen, Christian. If you want to go ahead and take us into Haman's Black Shadow, Haman's Black Shadow. This um was a fun episode. We get to see Haman Karn again. McQueen, she's one of my favorite oh, characters. I got, I got some words when we get to that scene. And uh, so, anyways, it the episode opens with Glemmy um visiting. Where are they supposed to be? Some some Axis, Axis colony Axis. of some sort. Yeah, I guess they're they're HQ. It's, it's Axis. Um, yeah. so yes. Uh, episode opens with Glemmy talking to Haman, and she's kind of like talking about her her plans, right, for for the war, essentially, what direction it's going to go. And this is one of the first times we kind of get like a broader outlook on what's going on in terms of the conflict post the events of Zeta. And so essentially she's talking to him about how she plans to invade Earth because of the power vacuum left behind by the Titans and Ayuk. Um... And at the same time, um, at the end of the last episode, if I'm, because we just talked about extensively, uh, Judo has gone off on his own to find Lena. And so he, at, while that is all happening, he is kind of covertly hidden in a uh, dummy asteroid and kind of snuck into the colony as well. Um, so... There's a bunch of adventure. A judo, a judo ends up meeting the mysterious pilot. Uh, let's see if I can remember her name here. Was it Play? Was that what we're going with here? El El Bale. Yeah, we're going with a uh, a non. Um, you don't want to articulate it too much. Just the guttural sound. Play. Play. It's like okay. when you have some. It's like when you you know when you accidentally like there's a hair on your tongue. And you like need to get it out of your mouth, like bleh. So judo meets pleh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> she is this. She's a very young child, I assume. Um, very eccentric, very you know chaotic kind of personality, um, and is instantly all over judo because I think she, in her child brain, senses a very intimate uh, connection with him since they're both new types. Um, and then uh, at the same time, um, Bicha and Mondo are kind of getting sick of hanging around the Axis guys since they're always getting abused. And they, all the, in terms of, the, this is the perfect example of them being chaos agents, right? They're like, fuck it, dude. Miserable here. Let's just switch back, dude. We'll save Lena, and then nobody will complain. No one will think twice. And so that all happens, and... Um, yeah. So I got a few questions. Um, what if you're going to a Ralph Lauren? What are you buying? 
I wrote down Ralph <laughs> Lauren too. I thought that shit was so funny. Like they're just like fuck it, Ralph Lauren. Like fuck it, like like Ralph Lauren. Like McDonald's doesn't exist. We have to have McDaniel's, but like Ralph Lauren. Like, that <laughs> <doesn't exist. laughs> it's like I did. That was that was a nice little like what? Okay, okay. I love it. I bet you that store smells so good. Oh. I do have a couple of questions as well. They definitely don't sell pants that fit me at Ralph Lauren. No, they don't. I think if I'm going to Ralph Lauren, I'm going to get like a nice tie or some really nice socks. Probably. I'm getting like a wallet. Like I think Glimmy goes goes there to get like his salmon pants that he wears to like. Yes. Like to brunch. Like horse racing. (laughs) When he goes to Keeneland. Yeah, exactly. I'm just using Ralph Lauren to Ella. I'm just going to go to the bathroom and getting out. <laughs> I'm not being real. I'm I'm about to drop the nastiest shit from like <laughs> I've like had nothing but McDaniel's for the past three days. Like I'm going to the Ralph Lauren bathroom. Turkey sandwiches covered in ketchup. Care of that. Dude, I okay. This is the episode where this is the episode where Glemmy's like, oh, only a proper girl plays piano. You need to practice more, Lena. And at that moment, Lemmy became nothing better than a double decker. Or a double in like a toilet. Like he's he, he's the poop you find in the top five of your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, okay. I dislike that I despise that man that much. This is good this is potty talk now. Yeah. We're doing we, we we've divulged into uh, after hours. Potty talk. Also, are we gonna talk about Haman Karn on the roof? Just Dude, like Haman chilling. Look, oh, I wish great. that was me. I, I wish that was yeah. fucking me. Like on the roof of a palace, straight mm-hmm. chilling. You're surrounded by like a rose bush. Beautiful day outside. Also, Glummy has the most emo line ever. He like they're talking about like the they're like oh it's like summer like Hamon Khan really likes a summer time. Um, and Glemmy is like sometimes it feels good. It, it's good to feel the harshness of winter. And I'm like damn Glemmy, <laughs> okay, like go yeah. off. Um, it was I just like okay, but <laughs> I would have guessed mom jeans if you told me that. That, I was gonna make at that point. I was like, "Oh fuck, I forgot to make it." But um, <laughs> yeah, that, no, this was a good episode. That moment where she sits uh, up is definitely like oh, when the boob hits. You know, like the space in the background, and she's like <laughs> with the with those sunglasses, those Kanye West sunglasses. She almost, yes. almost certainly, she has the LMFAO sunglasses also, yeah. which is yeah. funny as fuck. <laughs> But she definitely took a gummy and like went on the roof and is just, just like chilling. fucking chilling. Yeah. Okay. My my two big questions are: what was the weirdest part of the uh, play and uh, judo running around the city? What's the Ooh, weirdest yes. part? The whole oh god. Thing yeah. Like I distinctly remember is when she asked him to eat the second ice cream and he just took oh. the whole cup oh. in his mouth. Yeah. I, I wrote it. Crazy I immediately guy. just I I paused. I was like, oh, he's deep throating. Okay. <laughs> Cool. This show's horny. What do you what do? Fuck. What do you do when a Maddox pixie girl? I'm sorry, my brain's broken. What do you do when a Maddox pixie girl asks you to deep throat an ice cream cone? I guess you do it. You just um, do it. I was just... The second thing is, can we talk about the scene where Judo falls into the rose bush and then he meets Harmon Khan? Like, I loved the it. fuck was that? Was so cool. She turns into a straight demon. It's so like, oh. like his new type abilities are so strong. I, okay, I yeah. want to talk about this. I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so 
That was such a cool Is scene. Is it that to Judo, her her aura is so overwhelming that it's demonic? You know how like in Japanese they say That's... bakana. It's like almost saying like you you freak of nature like. Is that mm. what's going on here? Or is she kind of does literally have this evil aura? I choose to think that she's just so I intimidating. Took, she's like a demon. I took it as, yeah, he was just so scared of her. And like, and he's picking up. And I, I do think some of it is that aura is supposed to be demonic because she is like a really bad character. She's like, she is the she's only like truly frightening villain we have in this, in this series. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I agree with so that. So I take it as both. I like the fact that characters in this universe exert their reputation physically on other characters. Like Haman, just by mm-hmm. stepping into the room, immediately has everybody shaking in their boots. I think that's one of the reasons she's so fucking cool. Definitely. Yeah, I loved I was getting Haman back. I really like her vibe so far in this uh, series. She seems to be like, a little bit more at ease. I think that maybe Maneva Zombie isn't around, so maybe she's just like chilling out a little bit as opposed to yeah. being so like high strung and Zeta. Um so I- I'm thinking Mon's just like in a-, in a cooler space this time. Alex, what do you have? Yes. Uh can I disrupt this conversation of Mon for a second to go back to uh the last episode? Go ahead. When the uh, we did not mention that Judo forced the docking of Double Zeta when Chara was in control of one of the core fighters. Oh, that was very like, cool. I just I um, missed that. Yeah, that that this that scene just came back to me. Mm. That was so epic. Uh, like, we, yeah, we just glossed over that. Uh, yeah, that, that was just like one of my favorite conversions. Like, I really like watching Double Zeta become Double Zeta. But that was nothing cooler than being like, well. We're just gonna do this because we don't got a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have any more thoughts on episode eighteen before we jump into nineteen? No. Uh, just I really, I really like play. I I enjoy her as a character a lot. She's funny. Definitely. Yeah. We can, we can talk about My play favorite. more in this after this next episode. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I'll say is I really really liked the um design for like the minivan type thing that like got him um that uh Bicha and Mondo were tagging on the back of that was yeah. my favorite oh, yeah, mech yeah, for yeah. the episode my favorite mech of the episode was that yes I do have one more thing I don't know if anyone else noticed this I we watched the last few episodes earlier today um when they took one of the hover things the there's this like a car peeling out sound mm-hmm. which is does not make it doesn't work. <laughs> There's no I know tires. Exactly, I know exactly what scene you're talking about. Yeah, that's so funny. It's just like we will insert the audio, but that that just stood out so well to me. Be like, why is that? I happening? think sometimes also, it's just so about great. giving because like the only way to do it. The average audience would probably miss that, and the sound would just give them automatically that feeling of like, oh, okay, that is like it's at this high mm-hmm. speed motion, and it's yeah. Psh- but that's hilarious because I did not notice that at all. <laughs> all right, and yeah. let's jump into episode nineteen, uh, which is play in action. Judo attempts to retrieve Lena from the Neo Zeon, but is taken prisoner by a jealous Glimmy who is still in love with Rue, 
While aboard Axis, Judo is released by play, who then captures Lena and takes her prisoner as a way to force Judo to give her more attention. Judo wrestles with play inside of Axis until her quible gives out. Glimmy is able to capture both play and Lena again. Rue and El show, uh, show off their fighting abilities while holding off the enemy, and the Argama is able to destroy the engine's, uh, engine block on Axis. Mondo, Bicha, and Judo are thrown in the brig for their insubordination. So we, we get some brig throwing here, um, but I, the brig is back. Um, this is the closest Judo's gotten to getting back Lena. Um, but again, it's it's the new chaotic energy of play um, kind of throwing off all of his plans. Um, Simon, I, I think that one of the things that struck me about play as a character is she seems to have a very cyber new type feel um yeah kind of reminiscent to me of four and uh sarah and uh um, rose rosamy um what mm-hmm. do you think about what do you think about play so far as a character yeah i completely agree i actually um wrote down or i commented to myself that she was very similar to four it seems like so if you know, four is four and Sarah are kind of like the the teenage version of this. Like it seems like that play is kind of like the tweens version of this. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like thirteen year like because like thir- being thirteen year old like thirteen year old um like crazy and hard to deal with is very different from being like even sixteen year old crazy and hard to deal with. So yeah. it seems like it's kind of just a look into um kind of the what the timeline of like a cyber new type kind of looks like you know it's just like to me it's functionally the same it cyber the lore of like a cyber new type that they're building up is very interesting because it's like someone that has it they always have very low social like you know awareness and stuff like that but they're very very compassionate you know so like Mm -hmm. it almost it's very easy to resonate with for Mm -hmm. me because it's like you know a lot of the you're, you're they're just so so compassionate that at times it's like they are you know making the wrong decision because that compassion overwhelms them they're like so so emotional mm-hmm. yeah i can see that um another thing that stood out to me in this episode was uh kind of we touched on it a little bit before but rue and l's fighting ability it really like shows off in this episode and l actually pilots what's like kind of like a motorcycle for a gundam like it kind of reminds oh, yeah, me of like cool. star wars uh speeders but it's like speeder the mark who's on like a speeder yeah. bike um flying so with a death star attached to the front of it yeah so the flying around just oh, cannon attached to the front of it yeah flying around axis blowing stuff up um so i thought this was a really cool episode i think both of these two episodes that happen in axis uh were, were very cool um and then I think we can just move on. Unless anyone has anything else to say about episode 19, uh, we can move on to episode 20. Yeah, um, I love how, like, Judo's idea, like, oh, it's not killing innocent people, gets to the point where he's literally willing to put himself in front of a death cannon to be like, nope. Yeah. Like, the compassion of everyone else. And I love how he just goes, screw this war, or whatever he said. Right, like, he's... I love that. Also, I love the banter between L and uh, uh, Vu. Yeah, like, I agree. I like them as a pairing. I think is like very compelling. Um, 
yeah, I, I love one of my favorite moments was when they were in the dummy asteroid, and I don't know what they're talking about. And Elle just goes, we're not ancient like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so offended. And then they have to make, whoa, we're, we're in the middle of enemy territory. Calm down. Yeah, and Rue's like 18. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's like when Simon calls us dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, yeah, you guys are like, what, like fucking four, two, year three? I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh. yeah, I thought it was a great, uh, a great combination. I love the energy of those two characters together, and they're kind of like competitive with each other yeah. as well, which is kind of right. cool. They're like kind of, uh, yeah. they want to best each other, at, you know, being useful to to the efforts of the war. So I think that, yeah, that's a really and they want cool to observation. Prove themselves to judo. Yeah, I'm not. Both. I don't. I don't buy it. <laughs> I. I, I I think it's a thing. Do you think L <laughs> and Judo uh, would make a good couple? No, I don't think so. I do no. not. I think that they dated in high school, and like that was for the best. Like that—that that is my yeah. take on them as a couple. Yeah, they need—they need to remain best friends, and mm-hmm. yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe a couple times they'll hook up with each other because you know that, oh that happens. God, that. Alex yeah, like, happens, but like you know, the, the friendship comes first for them. Simon, do you want to take us right. take us home? I would love to. So I'm just going to summarize because episode 20 was definitely an introduction to what looks like might be the next story arc of it, of um, Zeta Zeta. But the most important parts of episode 20 are Mr. Wong is reintroduced. Um, he's been AFK for a minute. Mr. Wong, he sucks. We hate Mr. Wong. Yeah, Mr. Um, so, Wong. And also Cecilia is introduced. So um basically the for whatever reason i don't how they get from location to location in episode is a little unclear to me but they're in granada now um and they descend down and they the episode starts out with a pan and they're entering a diner and while they're um do while it's showing this montage of granada the fucking um end music from zeta is playing which is like so so nice. I thought of Michael. Um, I knew Loved that it. like you were probably very happy about I that. I pumped my fists. I did this and went, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's so good. It was it was a nice like Easter egg. But to catch on to. Pretty I much. Other the... than that, um, here I'll just finish summarizing real quick, just because. I, other than that, um, Gotham is paying the uh citizens of Granada to be spies, including Cecilia who is a um, waitress at this, you know, diner inside of Granada. Torres is a childhood friend of Cecilia, as well as Millie seems to work at, used to work at the diner. So the episode kind of descends into um, a fight, like most episodes do. And um, Cecilia is looking to get out of Granada, but she can't afford to. So she's like um, uh, doing spy work for Gotham, which inevitably goes end up. And at the end of the episode, she ends up on the Argama along with everybody else. And uh, the episode literally ends with, which I thought was incredibly confusing, is like they see, like, uh, Judo sees Cecilia on the Argama, and the episode ends with him saying, like, that woman, she, she. And then the episode just, like, fades to black. So <laughs> obviously, we're really stoked to fucking figure out what, what the happens. End of the sentence is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, Michael. I'll let you pick up uh where um you left off. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say that um, 
the the whole diner scene is wild in this episode. I really enjoyed all of that, it, especially like anytime the episode kind of starts with a little bit of like slice of life, just like people talking and doing things, you know, going to eat stuff like that. I think that we all really enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. You can start to feel the tone of the show shifting a little bit. I feel like in this mm. episode, um, I think that you st- are starting to get like a little bit of heavier topics being discussed and a little bit um, more, you know, le- a little bit less of like the fun uh, kind of attitude that the pilot had at the beginning. Um, right. But the, the last thing I really want to say is that at the end of this episode, we have the mobile suits being piloted by Mondo and Bicha. And if they end up taking away the spotlight of Rue and L as pilots, I'm going to throw a fit because those dudes suck <laughs> and they suck at piloting the mobile suits. And it would, it would just be really frustrating if that ends up being, you know, fucking what happens. That. But, same. Yeah. Uh, but Al- hey. Alex, what do you have? Hey, last time they piloted a, a mobile suit, they crashed it in front of the palace. So oh shit, at their, oh shit, they're piloting. Mm-hmm. B, I wanted to kind of put a, a little bit of put a pin on what you just talked about, how we can feel the shift of the show changing, because the very interesting thing that happens to the intro song that happens, I think, episode 34. So, like, keep that thought in your head for the next episode, because the, the, the moment I was doing research about the theme song, it's things change, and I want to bring that up again, but I like that you are noticing that as well, because there's a lot that's going to happen, at least in terms of like how the show is being presented. To Did us y'all notice that uh, Judo beats up Mr. Wong this time instead of uh, as opposed yeah, to Wong beating shit. up Camille? I, oh, yeah, that was so I good. Was, I was so happy to see Mr. Wong just get like, I don't know, Decked. just like tossed <laughs> around and like nobody likes him. Like, because he was, it was so annoying to see him like exert power over everybody mm-hmm. for like these arbitrary reasons that he's like a higher up. Um, but it is like, also, it is a really good like shift in the story of Zeta to double Zeta. Like, Zeta, Camille gets the shit kicked out of him by Mr. Wong. Like, absolutely just, like, beat up. And then in double Zeta, we have a more confident, more, like, a protagonist with a little bit more agency. Um, and he instead beats the shit out of Mr. Wong. So, it, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, like, it, that in itself kind of shows the, the difference in these two, uh, these two series. Right, that... It's like yeah. the lighter uh, version of that scenario instead of Camille's agency like being totally snuffed out, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we also get like way more Taurus action, which is like super interesting. It's like the yeah. show almost forgot about him, and then he's like one of the driving characters in this show, or yeah. in this episode. He gets a like shine. That. I like that we get a little I bit more I love Taurus. it. I love the Millie ex Torres like flirting at the beginning. That, they're like my yes. new favorite couple. I was just gonna ask how cute are those two together? Yeah, because I love that. I love the first whole thing is just them being on a date together. Like, yeah, yeah. the great couple. Um. Well, do we have? I mean, obviously, we there's a a part two to the tearful Cecilia saga. So, um, I don't know if there's much left to say about that episode. Um, but before we call it for uh this block uh do we have any final thoughts um about halfway through the series so far just quickly how's everybody feeling um about double zeta we can start with christian um double zeta i think initially i absolutely love it and now i'm kind of settling into this part where i'm 
instead of just kind of enjoying the adventure of it, I'm starting to see some more of the details. And um, I think it's gotten better. I think while it's been like a Saturday morning cartoon, like I said before, um, for the most part so far, I think it's starting to ask some more serious questions and then I think it's taking it, the show to to the next level. Excuse me. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Yeah, I do like what Christian just said. I like how we got this large break from Zeta being hyper serious to the beginning of the show being super slapstick, and now we're starting to add some of that seriousness again because war has consequences, and now we're starting to see mm-hmm. that happen more and more. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice transition of being like dumb, kind of ha ha ha, Saturday, Saturday morning cartoon to be. More serious. I love. I love how they're slowly being that yeah, transition. Yeah, it's in. not like. Mm-hmm. I. Yeah, I love most things about the show. I I think the I think the humor is hilarious. It's dumb. It's campy. It's very much like a typical shown anime now. Mm-hmm. It's just like oh, awesome battle scenes and really dumb slice of life. And I I love that's my favorite type of anime. And I love it's it. It's also a little so self aware. Also, too. I want to add one. Yeah. Very self aware. Well, it definitely is. I wanted to add one as my last final thought of this block. One more crazy hot take prediction. I don't know if it's crazy or not, but uh, come uh, not come on, that's stupid. Uh, uh, Chara, she's a new type, right? Can we all agree on that? Yeah, I want to say yeah. so. Um, yeah. I don't think so. Probably. Maybe not. Maybe not. Head, okay. Head I think maybe I think... maybe a bit of a hot take then. I think she's just horny for battle. That's her version of being a new type. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's it. Uh, that, that's the one thing. That's the one thing I've been thinking about in these last ten episodes. Is, is she a new type? I think that she is. Oh, possible. We'll see. We'll have to see. Um. All right, Simon. Uh, your final. Uh, not your final thoughts, but your your thoughts on the show so far. <laughs> Any last words? Last words. Um. <laughs> I've yeah. I think I've liked it more and more. This second block. I. I think that I started just to pay more attention to it, honestly. Like, this block, like, for a bit of transparency to the audience, like, I started taking a little bit more diligent notes, and that has greatly improved my viewing of it because, I don't know, it's I understand what's happening more, so it makes all the goofy moments a little bit more enjoyable rather than just, like, a distraction from the plot. Like, I kind of fundamentally understand what a lot of the people's motives are, which allows like nice relax like break episodes like the moon moon episode and the uh like I I'm considering like going down to Granada kind of a break of like this overarching like where's Lena um storyline like it makes you really appreciate those as just kind of like a break in the storytelling and I've really been like in the pacing of everything so mm, yeah pay attention. That's a, yeah that that's actually like my biggest like compliment to the series is I think that the the way that it's blocked out is much better than how Zeta and uh, seventy nine were in the way that like mm-hmm. it seemed like it would be swings of three or four episodes where it was almost like cyclical things would happen after another like yeah Amro and Shar would fight they would fight again the next episode they'd fight again the next episode Rambaral would attack the white base one episode two episodes three episodes. Whereas mm-hmm. in this series, it seems to be breaking it down into like two episode cycles, yeah, with self-contained stories, right. and then kind of like 
parsing them out a little bit more to where it's not just like two episodes of the same thing happening. It's like two episodes of one thing happening. I think that pacing right. is like night and day to me in how like well the story is told. I think that's definitely the, the biggest uh, improvement for me, um, which is I think the viewing experience has been great. I mean, I it's going to be hard to say if I will have been like this more than Zeta was an, also a great show. But all in all, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, and one final thought before we head out. Um, so far, um, out of what we've seen as far as the mobile suits go, uh, what kits are you guys considering uh, buying going into the, oh. the end of the series? We'll go Simon, Christian, Alex, and then I'll do it. Uh, I think I'm going to do the Arja. Um, Arjarja. Jarja. Yeah, uh, Arjarja. Yeah, Arjarja. Um, I really like the way it kind of looks like a knight. It's very medieval inspired, I'd say. Um, and I really like all the weapons it has. Yeah, Actually, almost certainly R Charger. I think I'm like, I don't know. This one's going to be tough to beat. There's Christian? so many good ones. Um, you know, I may go, I may be mainstream this time and get the double Zeta just because I think it's so freaking cool. Although I am. Someone's got to do it. I am really considering uh, a play. Uh, Plez Kubli. Uh, cause it just <laughs> fucking Christ, dude. I don't think that thing can exist in real life, like the proportions yes. of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, and Alex, what are you thinking? Uh, I am torn between doing the Kubli as well. Um, yeah, specifically uh, uh, plays plays a Kibli. but I'm also I'm also really considering doing a Zaku Gundam and just getting uh, <laughs> an old, <laughs> old Zaku, Zaku. <laughs> and putting it yeah. on Zeta. That was technically, there was, there was a Zaku in the last couple episodes, like just like a straight up Zaku. Was, uh, yeah. No, but I, I, I might do smash do kit. My, I, I just love Zaku Gundam. I would so love much. it if you the, the Zeta Zaku. Dude, do it. Um, smash those kids. Um, what are you thinking for, Michael? Yeah, so I I have to echo what Christian said. It's hard for me not to to go for the double Zeta. I think it's like by far the coolest Gundam uh, so far. I like the design a lot, and also the high grade looks like it would be a good one to customize and kind of work on some new techniques. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely leaning towards that, but I love the Cubelay Cubelay. Like I. If I could find one, I might get it, but they are hard to find. So, mm. um, I the, bet. The, the jury's still out. Th- those are the two I'm considering, but there's so many, I don't know, there's so many cool ones out there. Like, hard hard to say. I think that the, yeah, the Gar- 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 Jar 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 Binks. Uh, <laughs> that one's really cool. <laughs> the R Jar Jar. I think uh, Mashamar's gonna... R Jar Jar Binks uh, is great. The Mashamar's suit from the first uh, couple episodes was good, mm-hmm. too. The green so, one. Uh, yeah, there's a lot, ha- a lot of the, good options. I also the Hama Hama. Yeah, yeah, the Hama Hama is always good. I was also thinking the Balwo too. Uh, Glemmy's. Mm. Yeah, Glemmy, but the Balwo does look pretty cool. I love the colors of it. I love the. Yeah, you the, really can't go wrong. I love yeah. the Gallus, the very first uh mobile suit that Mashamar pilots, um, and then the, I don't know how you pronounce this mobile suit, the Zissa, the Z S S A, the big yellow one. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Zissa. Zissa. That's, a, that's a cool one too. That's yeah, pretty tight. Pretty. Beefy. So a lot, yeah, a lot of good options. I think that 
I think that we're all gonna have uh, a lot of cool cool options going into to, uh, building those. Um, but for now, I think we should call it a day. Um, thank you, Christian. Thank you, Alex. And thank you, Simon, for joining me and talking about these episodes. We will be back next week. We're going to talk about episodes 21 through 30 of Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta. Um, as always, thank you to DJRX78 for our theme music. Um, if you want to talk to us, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Um, just search our name, or you could email us at Gundam, I hardly know them, at gmail.com. Please, if you can, leave us a rating and review. Seriously, it helps the show a lot. Um, and before we go, Alex, final thought? Yes, uh, first off, thank you, Michael. Uh, you always thank us. Thank, thank you, thank Michael. You podcast as well. <laughs> appreciate you being here. appreciate you starting this. appreciate everything you do. And also... Like I say every episode, if you got a picture of a burning cop car and you're a leftist, I don't want any of this community on cop car burning nonsense. Send it to me. Hit me up. I love to see a cop car burn for the right reasons. <laughs> for the uh, right also, reasons. if you're brown, send me a burning cop car, but cite your sources. Cite your, cite your reasons. <laughs> if you're a Browns fan, send your love to Christian. Um, Browns. Sorry, Christian. If you're a Bills fan, send your love to me. Go Bills. Go Bills. Um. <laughs> Dude, that's in like 18 minutes. Yeah, Holy shit. we gotta go, yeah. man. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. All right, we gotta get going. Uh, guys, we gotta go. All right, all right. We love you. Thank right, you. Bye. bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>